Good morning, listeners, and Merry Christmas for those of you who observe the holiday. I'm Max O'Brien. I'm joined today by Agnes Drew and Dr. Rosalind Clark, and it's day 1,541 since we came back on the air with Mercury, a broadcast of hope. How are the two of you this fine, crisp morning? Pretty well, thanks for asking. Same here. Although crisp is a bit of an understatement, it is freezing out there. Makes me wonder if they're still putting together the Yevla goat and if they'd still try to prevent someone from burning it. Because, frankly, I could use the heat. I'm on board for some extra heat, but what's the Yevla goat? So, a bit of backstory before I can actually explain that. In Scandinavian countries, they have a tradition called the Yule goat. This goes back to ancient pagan festivals, and the exact origin isn't really known. At one time, people would dress up as the Yule goat and give out presents, kind of like Santa Claus, although that's not done as much anymore. I just love hearing about holiday traditions in other countries. So is this Yule goat one of these Yule goats? Yes, a huge one. They put it up every year in Yevla at the beginning of Advent. They got started in 1966 with a goat that was something like 43 feet tall and 23 feet long. That's some Christmas decoration. Holy cow, what's it made of? Uh, It has a wooden skeleton, but the goat itself is made of straw. Oh, and that's why you talked about people burning it. All that straw must be pretty flammable. Definitely. Burning the goat was actually illegal, but... That didn't stop people. It actually burnt the ground more often than not. But like I said, these days they might make it part of the tradition just for the warmth. That's really awful of people to burn it down like that, though. But I guess it's just too tempting of a target, all that straw. Is there anything else you can tell us about the Yule Goat, Dr. Clark? Do you remember the Marie Lloyd that we talked about, I think, last year? where someone would dress up like a hobby horse and a group would go door-to-door and sing and ask for food, they do that with a Yule Goat, too. Man, we need traditions like that here in America. We don't even get carolers anymore, let alone people with awesome costumes. It doesn't even have to be a Yule Goat, either. They can wear masks or whatever. The practice is sometimes called Yule Bucking, and after they're done singing, they might get candy or food or get invited in for drinks. Sometimes the people being sung to have to guess who is under the disguise. And sometimes it's required for someone in the house to join the party and go to the next house, making the group bigger as it goes along. That sounds amazing. It's too bad we can't do something like that here. All the singing would probably attract zombies. Well, that's true, but maybe we could do it over at Amoria. All the entrances to the dorms are inside, where we can be a little louder if we want to be. That might be fun. But I'm going to insist that if we do costumes, we do the Yule Goat, because I don't want to be parading around with a horse skull, even if it is fake. Agreed. Or we could just go sing. We don't have to do costumes. Just something to make things a little more merry around here. That would be cool. Hey, if any of the residents over at Amoria are listening and want to be in on this, meet us out front in about 15 minutes after we go off the air. This is so cool. I love spontaneous merrymaking like this. And learning about other cultures is really great, too. What a great Christmas this is turning into, and we're just getting started. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. Let's go ahead and sign off a little early so we can get started on the caroling. Sounds good to me. Listeners, what traditions for the holidays do you have? Let us know. We'll be back tomorrow. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Max O'Brien, Dr. Rosalind Clark, and Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.